Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to the Baby Lambs. This is Lisette. And this is Ashley. And we've made it through Menstruation Station. Yeah, we arrived at the other side. And uh, and what a bright, sunny, beautiful tomorrow it is. How was your period? Well, I mean, it wasn't as bad as yours, but it was bad. I didn't love matter. it. Every, every period is a bad period. You know, it's one of those things where you're just like, you're happy that you got it, but are you? Not really, but whatever, we're here. Uh, and uh, so if this is the first time that you're listening to us, we are two 30-something-year-olds who live mm-hmm. in South Florida. We live in Miami, Florida, mm-hmm. and we just uh, enjoy talking a lot about, you know, current events and things like that. Um, and at the time that we are recording this, there have been a couple of recent things that have happened in our lives and in the lives of those in our nation and yes. that we feel would be fun to talk about. Well, not all fun, but important. Yeah. it's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, we're timely people. And when we want to get on our soapbox and scream bloody murder, we will. That's how we have, that's how, isn't that why people have podcasts? Just to stand on the soapbox and be like, this is how... Yeah, it should be right. Yeah, well, some people have them for fun. That too. That too. That too. Uh, so what do you want to? So why don't we talk? Start by talking about what we've been going through. Like what? What? What our weekends look like? What did we do? Because we're not recording in the same space right now either. We're not. We're not. Um. So I guess we'll start with the fun stuff. The fun stuff is, um, I attended my first wedding in a year. So I w- we were supposed to attend two weddings last year and they both got canceled. This wasn't one of them. Um, Michael was a part of the wedding party. We went to central northern Florida. It's like right on top of Tampa. And for me, Tampa is northern Florida, but it's not. <laughs> um, and y'all, Florida really doesn't believe in masks. No? No. I haven't even told you. Yeah, people do not wear masks. Really? It's not a it's not a thing. We don't we don't do that here. Um, so coming from Miami, where you're like, everything has COVID, everything can kill me. And you get to like Emokley and you get down for gas and you're like, okay, wash my hands with sanitizer, put on my mask, go out. And everyone's like, how do y'all? No mask, the cashier, no mask. It's just, it was a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get to Dade City that has like population 300. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And well, I'm everything. sure they don't get a lot of, they don't get a lot of tourists though. So I imagine so, if those 300 people, like yeah, what the, well, really what is the infection rate there? Where we, where we were, like where, where they had like the, the rehearsal dinner and all that had like a thousand people <laughs> oh, I mean they had the traffic of a million the traffic was terrible oh my god and it's not like because it was like a long one one lane road or whatever no no no, no. it was like a four-lane highway and it was oh bumper to bumper um I just realized how Miami that was it was the definitely <laughs> <laughs> so we uh we went to this like beautiful mall area for dinner and like it had your usual like you know mall type fancy restaurants 
and yeah you're like navigating seas of people and you're the only one wearing a mask and being like am I in the wrong am I am I the crazy person no it's because I live in South Florida where like anything can kill you so it's fine it's fine but the wedding was great um they had they had requested for everybody to test if you didn't have the vaccine a lot of them work in healthcare, so a lot of people there had had the vaccine already um, and were very quick to tell you that they had it. And I was like, thank you. How can I get it? Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, it was lovely. It was just really nice to, to just dance and drink for a couple of hours and not, and not like, be in a panic we were also with the same people like all weekend um Mm -hmm. so that also kind of helped curve the anxiety and then we got back and we isolated and i we've already had our first test gonna have our second test this weekend and pray for the best that's awesome what about you pikachu uh Well, I went to my mother-in-law's house where we celebrated her birthday. Um, So my mother-in-law lives with my uh, grandmother-in-law and her husband and my brother-in-law, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, um, but they're all pretty safe. I mean, my my mother-in-law works from home. Everybody else is like retired or unemployed and, um, hit the so my my uh my my husband's grandmother has the vaccine um already she's already been fully vaccinated thankfully and my mother-in-law's I guess my father-in-law excuse me Mm -hmm. he has his first dose already my mother-in-law doesn't have it yet um but we all tested in advance and we were going to be you know we were generally a small party of people we only stayed predominantly outside it was like a barbecue pool thing i mean mm-hmm. i didn't go in the pool because i got this teal hair and you know it's I'm not, not going to do that it's not something so uh but the the wonderful part was that um my brother-in-law from california came with his wife and their two kids and basically so they surprised grandma with, uh, with, with, with their mm-hmm. presents and it was just a wonderful, joyous, fun day. You know, it was nice to have like a, you know, like to be around people that, you know, yeah, like most of them had been vaccinated. Also like a couple more people were vaccinated because they're in their, they're in healthcare. And so it was just, you know, yeah, we were pretty much unmasked while we were there, which is probably not what we should have done, regardless of what we felt were the, yeah, know, the situations. We did all test anyway, like everybody, regardless, had tested in advance. And um, my brother-in-law is in the military, the one in California, so like he has to test frequently, and so does his wife and whatever. So we felt pretty safe and. Um, and that was it. We had a, it was just a lovely, lovely time. And then on, on Tuesday, was it Tuesday? Yeah. On Tuesday, we got word that my mother-in-law was feeling under the weather and, um, she, uh, went ahead and got tested mm-hmm. and she did test positive for COVID. So, um, it's unfortunate. 
I mean, mm-hmm. the good thing is she's generally she's she, you know she's um, right now she's feeling like all of the bad um, head stuff. Like she has like really bad headaches and stuff. Yeah. Um, but she's you know in a generally in a safe enough place. Like she can isolate pretty well without getting in anybody's way. And like I mentioned before, her mother who lives in the house is fully vaccinated, but the house is, is wide enough that they can all kind mm-hmm. of keep their distance from each other. So we're pretty hopeful. Um, so now all of us are sort of isolated. Everybody who attended that party is now fully isolated, waiting to, you know, test and stuff. So I tested yesterday um, and I came back negative, but I'm going to test again on this upcoming Saturday to get like the full week of incubation yeah. out of the way. Um, but so far, you know, I don't feel anything. I, for, I basically, everybody who was at the party that we've spoken to, hasn't hasn't felt any any symptoms so it's likely that she may have contracted it going to the grocery store yeah um, a couple of days prior or something like that because it's just like it's it's a weird timeline so um we're just more monitoring her to make sure that she's okay and his family members are getting tested as well even the ones that are vaccinated so that's where we're at you know we had like this beautiful moment of of zen if you will like having this like family get together and I know like it must have been the same for you going Mm -hmm. to this wedding and like pretending everything was more or less normal and then reality still kind of finds a way to set in and the the only way it knows how so that's where yeah yeah you know I mean whoever's listening it's we're all just kind of trying to navigate our lives through all of this and like you know you were the worst part is for both you and me is that whether you test positive or not it's still like from a person that you love and trust right and the person that you're trying to protect the whole time because what happened with us we got it from our from my in-laws um and it's I think it's even harder because you you especially like you and Gabe have been isolated a year like your only contact is whenever you've seen your families and I know that you know I think this was the first time that you guys hung out and were outside and we're wearing masks and we're together yeah Um, so it's it's a cruel 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 reminder of of all of this and from and my mom is like I haven't seen you in two weeks. I need to go see you. And I'm like, no, 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 relax, relax. All right. I was just around a bunch of people. You're not vaccinated. Like I'm not having it. Mm -hmm. I'm not having it. And if I, if you need to wait three weeks to see me, you're going to wait the three weeks. (laughs) She didn't like that response. My mom either is not, I mean, my mom understands, but it just sucks because like for my birthday, we, we all, you know, like the only people I've seen, yeah, have been like you, my friends, mm-hmm. um, but we've all been pretty good about like staying isolated and we only really see each other. And, mm-hmm. and we had that like small breach on my birthday. And then that prevented me from feeling comfortable going to see my grandmother for her birthday the following week. And then, so then and then we we have this like it's February and March has a lot of they have a lot of birthdays in them for, for yeah. my in my life. So it's like so I I have these masks that I bought my mom 
like three or four <laughs> weeks ago and I haven't been able to drop them off because I'm, I've always been in some sort of a breach. So when I talked to my mom yesterday or the day before, um, she was just so disappointed in me. She's like, but oh, I, too. I want to see you exactly yeah. and like but but you know she would much rather i'm not around if i'm carrying anything i mean even though my grandmother's been vaccinated um or at least it's at the first dose i'm guessing the second dose is coming up if it hasn't already yeah um but it's just funny because like i'm it's like I'm, i i only see her on facetime but like <laughs> i uh I finally got a, a FaceTime call from her because I'm always the one who's like FaceTiming her. Mm -hmm. And she FaceTimed me and was like, so how does it feel? How does it feel to get a random FaceTime call in the middle of the day? And I'm like, it's wonderful. I love it. It makes me feel loved. She's, <laughs> she hates my face. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She loves me very much. She doesn't. She was probably very, very proud of herself for doing that. She was so, pr I was so proud of her, like, to be the one to call us. So she's been, like, checking in with us even more so because of Gabe's mom and, like, yeah. asking us how she's doing and stuff. So, um, so I anticipate I'll probably get another call in a couple of hours <laughs> and her being like, see, look at me, look at me, I'm FaceTiming you. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, it's just, it. like, a cruel reality, you know, and, um, and it, I think it makes it even worse when like you finally start like seeing like small remnants of like the world before and mm -hmm. uh, and like you start and you know there have been like a great many people who've been vaccinated so there is like a false sense of security going on because sadly mm -hmm. we're also in the week of like we're in the spring break season so while there's so many people who've been vaccinated, our city is also like running right. amok. Miami Beach is running amok with people. But I was I was chatting with my boss about it because so like spring break season started while I was away, right? Mm -hmm. And my cousin's girlfriend was like showing me all of these videos of like how bad Miami Beach is, and not, and I was like, has Miami Beach? always been this bad during like like pre all of this or is this like a new thing or like are people trying to show that they're invincible it, it's like I forgot how bad we can actually be yeah. in like a normal setting so now I'm like I don't I don't know which is the reality <laughs> I honestly I I uh, my instinct wants to say that it hasn't been this bad before because like we've always had a lot of people we've always had a lot of congestion you've always had people like you know twerk on top of cars and whatever but but it's never fair. been like I mean with I'm, I know that we're also the city where the bath salts incident took place you I don't know? want to talk about it <laughs> you know so there there are like there is violence that sometimes takes place during particular seasons in South Beach mm -hmm. But my, but like spring break never felt that way. Spring break was always, you know, it's always a younger crowd yeah. and it's, but the, you know, the spring breakers this year are like beating each other up and, and on ocean drive and throwing yeah. chairs. And I'm here like y'all, y'all need to relax. Like just go with your 12 pack to South beach, drink it all, pick it up and go home. 
but like and i don't even know what they're even able to do because i think clubs aren't even open until like they're not even i'm pretty sure that the that the that the um that the mayor of, of miami beach put like restrictions on yeah. on restaurants and clubs yeah, I, and stuff so i think that's why we're seeing the influx of people out in the streets doing what they would have been doing at a club probably um, yeah not to talk let, not not to mention the the amount of shootings that have happened on South Beach in the past month, okay. like never before. Yeah. It's, it's, and I, and I feel worse for the residents there yeah. because, you know, they, many of the people who live on Miami Beach have been living there for mm -hmm. decades and you know, they, they, they're used to like, they're quiet, like generally like Miami Beach is, can, Miami Beach is the generally a pretty quiet community, you know, mm -hmm. most of the year it's like people go there to retire for the most part, because mm -hmm. whatever, it's super expensive to live there <laughs> otherwise, you know? Um, but it's just, it's, it's just, it's really disappointing. I hate seeing the videos of people like on like whatever Miami, Only Miami problems or whatever the onion like everywhere that like on Instagram it's just sad to see that our city like continues and it's not just our city I know that some of the people who are who are fighting and stuff are actually locals you know some of them yeah. are coming from different parts of of the My greater Miami area to yeah. spend time on on South Beach and I get it that everybody for the most part is we're all frustrated we've all been indoors we've all been we're animals at this point like that's yeah the truth. we're we animals forgot, we forgot all sense of like how to behave in public <laughs> how to talk to people it's we're a mess and I get it but like but not at the expense of people's lives. I mean, yeah. in every way, in their health, their well-being. People who are just trying to freaking eat a fucking mm -hmm. Cuban sandwich at a restaurant. Like, you shouldn't be taking my chair and throwing it at other people, man. I'm sitting here, man. Hey. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. Remember how we were talking about kind of uh, reminiscing on how bad it was last March, right? Because... Yeah. COVID happened, they did like the curfew in South Beach and then yes. like all hell broke loose. And I was like, I really hope that there isn't a repeat of it. And there's a repeat. And I'm like, I, you should have just closed the beach off. Y'all should have not allowed, y'all should have not allowed like for all of these people to come in, you should have put caps on the amount of re reservations. There's just like so many ways. There's so many ways to like minimize your risk. And they did none of it. No, they're also just trying to recoup what they lost last year. And, yeah. and like, I don't know why people thought like, just come, if you're gonna come, just be reasonable and just be a human and just like go to the beach and go back to your hotel room at 6 45 PM. And like, but, but then there's certain things that are closed, right? Most of these hotels, for example, they don't have room service room service has been canceled for over a year, oh. right? So people have to leave their hotel rooms to, be, to eat. And then you have restaurants that are closing at a certain hour. And then you have like certain places that aren't restaurants, like, you know, like Wet Willies, Fat Tuesdays, you know, mm -hmm. they're just bars, you know, and they're, and they're trying to make their money. So they're just going to keep pumping all of these people who've been hanging out in the sun with yep. more alcohol and whatever. 
And it's just a recipe for disaster is really, really what's is. happening. It's a recipe for disaster because nobody wants to say that they spent this money to rent. I mean, even though I'm sure the prices to the hotels are a lot cheaper than they've been in a long mm-hmm. time, but nobody wants to spend their time in the hotel room like at all. Like the last thing you want to do yeah. is go on vacation just to hang out in a smaller room than your home. So like it's while I understand psychologically where everybody is at i don't understand why it needs yeah. to be this way i don't miss being 22 um and i'm gonna tell last year we also were going through the black lives matter movement there was a lot of other i mean we're still in the movement but yeah. that was like the height of you know like brianna taylor whose anniversary just came up of her of her passing and like we Ooh. came upon george floyd so there's a lot of things kind of moving through here that mm-hmm. took place last year and is still like being felt that um I don't know people are losing their damn mind yeah um I uh I made the mistake this week of watching well it wasn't really a mistake I, I shouldn't say that but I watched um COVID Diaries New York City oh God. Um, how is that uploaded that to HBO Max and it's they filmed between April through June, because it's definitely like summer months. Man, and to be reminded, to be reminded of that lockdown. And you know, like I, I at points I was like, just stop watching it. Like you're giving yourself anxiety, but I kept going because it's not that I like, I wanted to remember how bad things were just to feel grateful, et cetera. I just, I couldn't believe how scared we all were and then I started remembering of like that moment where like everyone was just like okay we need to keep these restaurants open how are we going to do it we got to order out you know like we got to help this person spread the word over here like in the most frightening hour the biggest sense of community came out yeah and that's all I want to say about that but if anybody wants to uh, kind of relive what last year was like, I highly recommend it. It's filmed by teenagers that were taking a film class. Um, so it's just kind of really cool to see it from the perspective of the youth and how they view their parents um, okay. at, at everybody's most toughest hour, really, you know? Or maybe, I mean, I feel like so much of that is so fresh. like. I remember when, um, not to, like at, toward the middle end of last year, the last quarter of last year, there was a show that came up. Um, what is it? Love in the time of Corona. Oh yeah, I didn't watch that. I didn't watch that either because the last thing I wanted to do was watch people live through what I'm living through. Like <laughs> you watch stuff to escape, <laughs> and, but yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing. I mean now maybe now I would be open to watching something like the the diaries the COVID diaries you, you know what it reminds me of how like when we I, on on the other side I remember when we first went into lockdown one of the first things we all watched was the circle oh my god yes and how and I remember watching it being like I gotta take notes because these people are like isolated and they're in these hotel rooms for two months right they were there for mm-hmm. two months and I remember when we were like two months can you imagine being locked in your apartment for two months? And-, <laughs> and then a month later, we were like, you're locked down for a year. <laughs> yeah. 
I think it just made it worse because we went through last year always thinking like, oh, this might end by April or this might end by August or maybe this will end in December. And like, it just, it, because it certainly isn't going to make it to a year though. We all kind of knew it would make it to a yeah. year. But um, it was just the last thing on our minds, especially last March. The last thing you wanted to think was that you were going to be indoors for an entire MFing year. And it was going to be, you know, yep. a, a very trying time for everybody. Um, yep. Yeah, I kept thinking about how, like, I decided to let my armpit hair grow. And then I decided to let my leg hair grow. And then I chopped off all of my hair. And then I tried to let it grow back. And I failed. So I kept shaving it off. Um, managing the last year was interesting. It really was. It you know, I think everybody had to find their own ways of coping. I think all of us took it out on our hair. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, in, our, in the way that we dieted, because like the first thing, the first thing that happened to me in quarantine was, man, I just want to eat all the things I never get to eat all the time and like drink yep. soda and 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 it gave me a kidney stone, <laughs> and then I had to go to the hospital at the height of coronavirus and stay there in, in yep. like a COVID ward. And your body was, was like, nah. Uh-uh. nah, it was not about it. And like now, what's interesting now is like we've all now have gotten into you know we we're, we're humans, right? Humans are meant to be adaptive creatures, mm-hmm. so we've adapted to a new world and a new lifestyle though you know we always will kind of desire what we you know what made us happy before but like now I look at my life and I wake up every morning and I'm drinking tea do you do you understand that I'm a tea drinker now I drink tea every single day look at her and like I take long walks and I like (laughs) and I have my smoothies and I try to like limit my carbs and yeah, you know, like the way that we could now that there's so much time, all you could do is think about what you're doing with all that time and how you're going to spend that time and, you yeah. know, making the bed every day. I don't know. That has to have been the best part for me. I make my bed every day now. I take the time, like I literally, I get out of bed, I put my phone down, I make my bed, I pick up my bedroom, and then I get started with my day. I, I may have lost every part of the million billionaire thing, but I'm, mm-hmm. I've been making my bed every day. It doesn't it make a huge difference in like the way that you go into bed. Like, doesn't your bed just feel better at the end of it? Like at the, and when it's time to go to sleep. Yep. It's just, it really does. It makes a huge difference. And I hate that. Like my mom was always right. <laughs> like I hate that. My mom was always right. Make your bed and it'll make you feel good. And I was like, why would it make me feel good? You know, what but it's like true. getting into bed. That's it. Absolutely. I also just like it because like on the, on the off chance that I do have like Sasha or somebody ran, you know, somebody in my COVID circle come over. Mm-hmm. I always feel like Por lo menos my room is clean. <laughs> Por lo menos my bed is picked up and like, whatever, I can't speak to the toilets, but you know, Por lo menos my bedroom it's is clean. clean. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I've kept a lot of, I haven't kept everything, but I've I still journal too. I journal pretty much every day. Um, 
and it's not that's not something I never thought I ever thought that I would get into though I always kind of like aspired to do it um but I but journaling and um and take and like I, one of my favorite things in the morning is waking up and like trying to recall my dreams and I do realize that I dream every single night look at her yeah I dream every single night and I and to take the time to try to recall them and to try to like think about why you dreamt this weird thing all of a sudden has been really fun. I'm even thinking about having a second journal, like a dream Ooh. journal. So I can like write down the things I've written that I'm going through. I've, I know, I don't know. That I've... I'm so proud of but, you. This makes me so happy. Are you? Yeah. You know, it's, it's been a tough year. We've had very unhealthy habits, changed our habits, gotten healthier ones, just trying to like exist in this world. And even though we may be getting vaccinated soon or whatnot, like we still don't know what's coming up. No. Yeah, we don't know what the, we have to also like, what happens when, when everybody does get vaccinated? We haven't, we haven't talked about that because not everybody is going to get vaccinated and that's okay. As long as there is a, a, a large majority of people yeah. who do get vaccinated, those who, who make the decision not to will be safe and that's what matters. But we haven't talked about what that transition will look like. You know, when people, when will people start feeling like, like when will it actually be safe to turn, to take our masks off? Mm -hmm. And how many people will actually like? I mean, I mean, I think everybody. If there, if if there was like a universal like, it is perfectly healthy now to take off your mask mandate. Mm -hmm. There will still be people who don't believe it and will continue to wear one. Yeah. You know, and um, and I wonder how that's going to change everything because it's not like people are going to go back immediately into like large crowds and concerts, even though I'm sure we'll get pushed to because I'm sure yeah. that there are plenty of like people hey. who, who live on tour who are waiting to make people, more money and they're gonna do that people have started like advertising their 2021 2022 concerts like starting october and i'm like yeah. that's crazy that's crazy it is it. it's very hopeful you yeah. know but i don't know how i i mean like i'm sure i'll eventually feel better about being in crowds yeah and I do want to experience stuff with strangers. I've missed mm -hmm. experiencing, I miss like, I don't miss like going to the movies per se, but I miss oh. experiencing something with strangers that's like positive. Cause right now the only thing we're sharing with strangers is COVID-19. That's the one thing everybody knows is going on, you know? I, and I'm tired of that. I really <laughs> miss, I really miss movie theaters. You do? Yeah, I know I'm gonna cry the first time I go and I go back to watch a movie. For sure. Really? I don't know. I guess I have to be there. I I'm I I miss I miss I just miss like I was telling you, I miss spontaneity. I miss like you know deciding to go to the movies because there's nothing else to do and like mm -hmm. taking the like I miss being able to just like go outside and and like go in my car and drive to no sé dónde and exploring that instead of having to think 12 steps ahead mm -hmm. and be like okay well 
over there, are they even going to be open? Like, are what what are their hours now? Do they have adjusted hours? Um, what 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 has been their history with man managing this virus? Like, you know, how many people are going to go there on average? And like having without having to take all those steps, there's like no level of spontaneity in our lives anymore. None. It's, and it's just it's gone. So like, I don't know. I miss being um. I guess I I miss the idea. I miss live theater for sure. Yeah. Because that's definitely, I mean, that, I don't know how that's going to come back. I don't know how live theater is going to come back at all. Because like, especially like small box stuff, like black box theater and all that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, they will do it eventually, but like, how are we going to get through? It's not like they made a lot of money to begin with. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, right, where you have to think of like, the ways that other industries have kind of adopted that deal with large crowds, right? So some movie theaters that are, are doing like social distancing and stuff like that, that's kind of how, how live theater will have to, have to kind of come back, unfortunately, you know? I think it'll be okay. I think people will feel the push to like support certain industries and we'll do it. Kind of like how we all did when everything closed and we were like, okay, I guess we're gonna order out five nights out of the week. Yeah. Ah, oh, this is true. But you know, that's gonna take some time. And and unlike last year where it was like a devastate, I mean it's still pretty devastating and it's still yeah. devastating to so many people. And I know that in many ways, you and I in particularly, like in particular, have been very blessed mm-hmm. to been able to make it through this um, yeah. and be employed. Mm-hmm. Um but uh you know I, I this time versus last year when we think about going back to normal and the idea that it won't necessarily be exactly the same is kind of fine. Like yeah. uh, like as long as there's a version of it that sort of com- comes back I think I'll be okay with it. And there are certain ver- there are certain versions of things that I've started to appreciate more as a covid thing like mm-hmm. like i have to say like for like late night shows i kind of like them when they are on zoom like when like when you watch like Seth Meyers or whatever and his and his guest is someone on zoom i like that so much better than them sitting super far away from each other like they're doing on Jimmy Kimmel yeah I prefer to see them at home. I think the more in touch we are, I I, I love that. Yeah, it makes them feel more human, <laughs> and and, sure. and and the conversations are more interesting. I love that, like Stephen Colbert is so the light, the late show from home with Stephen Colbert. Yeah, or the late the late home show, the late home show. Called, yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it's it has a funny name, late yeah. show. I forgot what he calls it, but it's something like that. It's like the former late show with Steve yeah. or whatever. And that like the performances are like pre-recorded, um, you know, and like spliced together and things like that. So I really, I really appreciate that. I also, I lo- another thing that I love that we have kept so far is Zoom meetings. <laughs> zoom it's great. it's great 
um, it's taught me that this has slowly turned into like a year into COVID. How are we feeling? <laughs> um, it's taught me that I really don't enjoy being around a lot of people. Like, like going to a concert I miss, right? There's like certain things that you miss, but being around people all the time, I don't miss it at all. I, yeah, I'm like, oh, you want to get on a Zoom? Okay, I don't Zoom as much now, so I'll do it. <laughs> I'll Zoom for a movie, yeah. Let's go. Um, but that thing of like constantly being around people, I think because I've had someone at home with me for for a year, I'm like, I'm okay. Thank you. Yes, that especially. And I think we've definitely touched upon that throughout this year. Like, yeah. I mean again it comes down to like you know that is a gift in and of itself to be able to say that we haven't actually been alone oh Oh my god um (laughs) but you know that when people who have been like alone alone I know that that is its own level of anxiety but then there's like and then the one that, but the only one that we can really speak to is that we've never, we haven't been able to be alone. I think I was only by myself, you know, when Gabe was still working outside of the home, you know, and he yeah. was, he was doing that, what, until like July or like he was doing that for a, like a good while. So there was a few months where I was completely alone at home all the time, most yeah. of the time, but, but now I don't like. I'm so used to him being around that like he's literally behind me right now just with his airpods on like and 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 I and but I, I do miss moments where I could be by myself yeah which is I think is what you're trying to say like which I you know was something that kind of occurred to me at the party you know like since we haven't since we've all been sort of out of practice with being in groups of people you know how I mean we all wear like masks like not Mm -hmm. just to cover our faces but we all wear masks to be around other people to be social you know it's just our normal way of being and I walked into that house so used to wearing so many different kinds of masks that like I noticed that I wasn't trying to please anybody I noticed I wasn't trying to smile or if a joke wasn't funny I wasn't gonna laugh at it like I just like I'm on a whole, like for me, and then for me, that's really different from, for like to me, because I'm yeah. definitely a people pleaser through and through. Mm-hmm. And I realized that when I was at the party that I was like, you know, and I, I want, you know, cause there's always like this innate feeling of like, I want people to feel comfortable, of course, around me. I want them to think I'm yeah. charming and funny. And, and then like you sit in front of a person and you just don't feel like entertaining them. Yeah. I just, I'll, I, I'm, I'm willing to have a conversation with you, but if this is going slow, I'm going to go inside and grab a drink and a mag or whatever. Yeah. And I caught myself like going through that. And like uh, the third person in my head was like, who are you? Who have you become? So I'm with you. I'm not, I don't need to be around a whole lot. I've never had to be, but more than ever, yeah. I don't have to be around a whole group of people. And I also don't have to feel any particular way. I don't feel like feeling. Yeah, it's definitely taught me uh, that it's okay for me to have my boundaries. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's, it's difficult to navigate when you have parents that are very intrusive. 
mm-hmm. and don't care about your boundaries, um, which is why I've instituted, I'm just not going to open the door. You don't have a key to my house. So have I you have- actually not opened the door? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. And they didn't do it again? Dad. No, nah, man. That's like, that, that's like expert level no. there. Don't come to my house while I'm working. Don't make the assumption that I will be available for you. That's what was happening? They were coming like in the middle of the day? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm like, mm, no. I'm not opening the door. And then one weekend, they decided to come by in the middle of the day. And I just pretended to not hear the door. Oh, my God. What did Michael say? He's like, are you going to open the door? I'm like, no, I'm going to pretend that I'm in a Zoom. And then I'm going to call them after and be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I couldn't come to the door. Mira, you feel bad. You feel bad. You, you feel guilt. And, you know, like, be appreciative that your parents are alive and, like, you, all these different things. But, like, no. It's, it's rude. It's rude to make the assumption that I will be at your beck and call whenever you feel that you're going to go to Homestead and that my house is on the way and you're not even going to call me. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's quite a training you're, you're conducting over there, man. As long as that, I mean, I, it comes down to, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, your boundaries and, and, and coming, it comes down to respecting what those are. And I hope that that's, you know, made, being made clear. Yeah. Because the thing with my parents is, right, like what you let them do one time, they're going to keep doing. Mm. And it always gets worse, right? Because if I, if I allow my dad to be disrespectful to my mother in my house, he's going to be disrespectful to her again in my house. And I'm not going to have that, right? Because mm. it's my house. If my husband's not disrespectful to me in my house, you're not going to be disrespectful to me or my mother in my own home. So I have the right to kick you out. And I have. And my dad is one of these people that like, oh, I'm in the area. I'm just going to swing by. Okay. I can't guarantee that I'm going to open the door. Hmm. And whoever's listening and thinks that that is very harsh, you know what? It just kind of is what it is. I I think... If, if people think it's harsh, it, it's it's because you know I, I you know it takes a lot to get to a point where you are yeah. willing to do those things, and 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 it, there's parts of the story that people don't have to know, yeah, but have to understand, but but just know that it wasn't always like this, <laughs> and and there are certain things and events that have to take place in order to put a person like you in a yeah. in a position where they have to like draw really hard lines in the sand and that's something that is really healthier than it is not mm-hmm. um, and i say this as a person who has one parent left um i totally respect that you would have those boundaries up and um and I think it's only fair. You, you you both have to speak the same language, you know, and and it's not fair to always to always view you the child as the mm-hmm. child, right? Yeah. Like as 
the person that is that uh, like you are convenient to my needs and my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. See, unlike Leela, who wants us to only be convenient to hers. I can't yeah. teach her. You and- know, it's it's also like the because they both have like um public facing jobs and you know they're hard on the body type jobs. Um, they don't regard my job to be as strenuous or as important as theirs to some degree. So they take it as like, oh, she's home. We can come by. And it's like, no, you can't. You can't. You don't know what kind of day I'm having. You don't know if I'm in back to back. Like you just, because you're, you're choosing to not be an active participant in my professional career. you're just going to miss out on a lot and you're not going to understand what my day-to-day looks like. So when you make this assumption, then you're going to get hit with the reality of it, which is I'm busy. It's 2.30 on a Tuesday. No, I'm not available for you. Hmm. I also can't guarantee that you coming by on a Tuesday at 7.30, I'm going to be available for you, but (laughs) definitely not at 2.30. You What's know, funny is that that's that's how I see my mom big time, the that way. What? I can't just drop out. I can't like oh. I'm the opposite. I can't I, like if I'm in the area, I can't just drop by my mom's house. Are you kidding? If I go, if I just drop by my mom's house, my mom will 100 be not answer the door. <laughs> I mean, no, I think she would answer the door and be like, Ugh, and then just disappear for the hour and a half, and then I'm just sitting there like, oh, I'm a dick. I came, I came and didn't tell her anything, and now she's doing 27 things and i'm here watching like what the fuck am i doing here yeah nah. right, you know. parents and I, right? seriously man it's it's just been a weird time and yeah now i mean we were talking about what this what this episode could be about and we we are at a year it is officially to when we're recording yeah. this this is march 18th mm-hmm. and we went into seclusion in uh, on the 16th yeah 16th yeah we got our stay at home orders march 15th and that was yeah that was like a sunday mm-hmm. like we were told like don't come home don't come in on monday and we're like what but my plants <laughs> i remember thinking like i think it made it worse because um a last of us came out like in uh-huh. may of that year and and all you could think of is like, is my office just like covered in in like yellow pollen and it's gonna kill me? I can't even go in there. My master's degree is sitting in my office. What do I do? Is it just is it an artifact now? Someone's gonna stumble upon it because we're all zombies. Isn't that crazy? My God. Yeah. And you and like I remember having to come into the office that week to pick up some of my like work items and brickle was a ghost town. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it took me 25 minutes to get here as opposed to my normal hour. The one perk. Well, I know it's not like that anymore. Yeah. We're back. We're back, baby. Mm hmm. Um, Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what the biggest perk is for me right now? Mm. Even though I miss going to the movie theater, is that. Every movie is being released on streaming. Yep, everyone. Tonight, 
tonight when I get home, I plan to watch all four hours of the Justice League. Oh my I god! Will be, I will be the one person watching it and making <laughs> and you know looking at my phone, being like, "Are you gonna watch this movie or not?" If not, is it four hours? I don't know. It's really long, but I'm gonna. I've never watch seen it. any of them. I haven't watched any of the movies. So any movie like it's I don't watch fun. Aquaman. <laughs> but you know I, that one's actually fun. One's I'm fun. sure I should. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's four hours and two minutes. It's four hours and two minutes. And if you think, if you think I'm not gonna watch it, you're wrong. I'm gonna watch all four hours and I'm gonna enjoy it. And I'm gonna be the one person that's like, it wasn't terrible. But why does that have to be so long though? Because white men and their ego. And I'm like, you know what? I already have the, I already have this streaming service. It's gonna be on here regardless of me wanting to watch it or not. I'm just gonna watch it. Because I'm gonna have to watch it too. I'm probably gonna have to watch it. Why? Gabe doesn't like. I know Gabe doesn't like it. Wait, I don't mean to say in like uh because he doesn't like it, you don't like it. I it's just gonna be a an argument in your household because he's just gonna be like, why are you even gonna bother? They all suck anyway. And you're gonna say, because Lucetta is their one fan. (laughs) Wait, well, the truth is that you watch a lot of things. Because I recommend them and I try to watch the things that you recommend too. This isn't one of those things I'm going to recommend. And I also think it's going to be culturally significant. Like it's just something you kind of have to watch. It's like watching cats. I'm so grateful we saw cats because, yeah, you know, grateful's a word. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. I was, I was listening to an episode of This American Life. And in the episode, it was, they had a segment about a woman who went to go see it. Uh-huh. And surprisingly, like loved it. She loved it. She's and she's like, you know, I forget, I forget. I think she's a journalist. I think she works for like Rolling Stone or something. And she watched it to, you know, review it. And she was taken aback by the fact that, like, as bad as it is, she loved it. And she just couldn't get over it. And she would come home every day and talk to her husband about like, and then this happens. And then I don't understand why this happens, but like, this is how they did it. And like, and then they have a son. So they would pull, so she would play the music from the show. And then, so now the son is like, I want to listen to Jellicle Cats. And like the, and it's just a whole episode of like this, like you could not argue against her that this was a bad movie. And the husband is so sick of hearing about it. And then at the end of the episode, the uh, producer arranges for them to watch it. Mm-hmm. so he and and it's just a really sweet like he you see how supportive the husband is because then the woman every few minute, minutes you would hear her say oh and this is my favorite part oh. and and he just sort of like held held like held her hand and was like you know what maybe it really isn't that terrible <laughs> and it, oh man it was just something else it was a really interesting episode oh my um, god so sweet no 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 <laughs> Cats. But that's how I feel about the Justice League. I feel like I have to watch it, not because it's the same as Cats, but like, you know. It could be. Know. It could be to you, you know. Um, I will say, if of all of these, the the only one that I will I will actually recommend as being like good is Aquaman. Okay. Yeah. I've enjoyed all of them. To me, they're all good, but I know that the consensus is. Aquaman is the best one. And I would agree with that. 
it's just it's a little bit it's more fun you know yeah, I'll watch it I guess one day I should I'm, I should watch I wish I watch some of them I did watch Wonder Woman I haven't watched 1984 but I saw the Wonder Woman one the first one I saw it like two months ago um I heard not I heard not to bother with 84 yeah, but at all, at all. But like, just... but I made it this far I finally watched the first one and I was like, wow, this is fun. This is a fun, this is a good movie. The first one was really good. So I kind of feel like I have to watch 84, even though everybody's like, eh, sorry. I guess. No. I, I watched it the night it came out, and I was like, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Wasn't that like Christmas? Yeah. I think it was Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we watched Soul. We watched Soul saw, that day. I kind of watched Soul. I watched it with uh, one of these that I worked from Lorena's house and I, uh, Adam is obsessed with it. So we watched it and it was in Spanish, but I was working. Okay. So I know some, something about it. I, I would wonder what it's like in Spanish. It, it was fun. Yeah. I'm sure. Fun. I'm like, sure it was. No, no vayas por allá. You know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's oh, uh, there's one that, there was a moment where it's like mira ese gato travieso and I was like yes el gato travieso um yeah you know like I told you the other day I, I, I watched all of Firefly Lane I hated every moment of it and I can't wait for part two to come out There's just some things that are terrible and you can just enjoy them for what they are. Perfect. I guess. I, I, I'm, so, I'm so impressed that you made it through that show. I, I, had, to, I had to know how it ended. You know? You're the real one. You're you a real one. I know. What can I say? It keeps showing up on my Netflix as like, continue watching and I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, do no. It. I'm not going to like, but you know it's one of those shows where it's good to watch if you're sick yeah you mean like when you're immobile and the remote is too far away and you're yeah. achy so you can't reach it anyway and yeah so and you, you just, just want to fall asleep to noise you just put it on and you know you're just kind of like well it just is what it is you know at least it's not insert show you actually hate here. True. Um, true, true, true. <laughs> I'm just, you know, Michael, Michael makes fun of me all the time because he's like, you've watched so much bad TV and bad movies in this last year and you just keep going. And I go, no, I need to consume it all. I just do. It just is what it is. Yeah, man. There's always some lights in the bad stuff. I didn't see it in Firefly Lane, but. I'm sure there were if I finished it. Yeah. But, but I did see Nomad Land yesterday. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so far that's my uh that's my front runner for 2020. It was it was such a fan of an amazing film. My god. Yeah. I have to do research on it. I want to learn more about how they filmed it and who all these people were and all that. But um 
it was such a cool story and it was so well directed and it was so well shot and ah so good there was was really really good there's some parts of the movie where like she chooses where the director chooses to like like go in on her and I'm and every time it would happen I'd be like that was such a good decision to have made like I would have not this would have not been a moment for me to have like done like pan in on her Mm -hmm. um yeah it was so beautiful yeah I loved it so much I didn't know what what to expect but I'm glad that it was that yeah me either I'm glad it was that too and I'm glad that that was a story that they told and and I thought and it felt very relevant too because you know in the past year so many people have converted you know like you know so many people have been laid off and are like unable to afford where they live and they realize that they can live with less and so many people I follow a lot of them on like TikTok that have like converted like vans and buses and stuff into like tiny homes and and I've used that as a way to travel safely around so they're not all in one place and I mean, of course, those are a little bit more like luxury based, like how people make out, make these like badass, like this badass school bush uh, home. But, um, but you'd never really think about like the real nomads and, um, and, and like the rotation, like the seasonal rotation of their jobs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting was how they had like certain like seasonal jobs that they would do every year mm-hmm. um you know during that time and it's just it was really cool yeah and the no, sense of community and, oh it was cool you know Beautiful. how like in the movie it's people that like for one reason or another they were kind of forced or thrust into like living this way but if anything like as a person that hasn't been thrust into that position it just kind of really forces you to look and be like, I really don't need all this crap that I'm holding on to. That's true. You know, because like if I move, I'm going to hate that I have to take it with me. Mm-hmm. And if you did have to downsize so much, and if you did want to bring certain mementos with you, what would they be? Like, what would those items be that you just feel like, what would be the last things that you'd want to hold on to? And yeah, I, that was an like, interesting conversation. Outside of like the important papers. Yeah, outside of those, but like, like, moment, like tchotchke, if, if there's like a thing that you feel like you just need to have that is from your life. It's kind of like that argument of like, if your house was, if you, if your house was on fire, what would you take out of it? Yeah. And why, you know? And I think that's an important thing to address. And I think the movie did a really nice like exploration of that without overtly telling you mm-hmm. what was happening. I really liked how the how Fern, the main character, is mm-hmm. given a lot of advice and people are trying to help her so much and she resists it. Mm-hmm. So like nine times out of 10, she resists the help. And then she finds that when she does give in to the help, mm-hmm. that it enriches her her options and her life in some way. Yep. And even though she questions, you know, like people's intentions, she she like 
she ends up finding a community that makes sense for her. I just thought it was just so lovely and so well documented without like her having to have some sort of like soliloquy discussing how I don't trust anybody and blah, blah, blah. Like that never had to happen because you saw it in her actions and you saw it in the way that she slowly begins to progressively like open herself up to people, but not fully, you know, she's still very much who she is and she, but she, but she's also not living for anybody else, which I thought was really cool. She's not making decisions because other people have told her to do them. She is adding that as an option to her list of things. And if she decides to take them, she will decide to take it. I think by the end of the movie, it's definitely like the exploration of like, she's alone, but she's not lonely. Yep. I'm sure there's moments where she did feel lonely, right? Alone and lonely. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think at the end of it, there was just, for me, it felt like she found her new life. It was kind of like what she says in the beginning. She says something like when that when her when that family came and saw her at like the hardware store mm-hmm. and the girl goes up to her and is like, I heard that you're homeless. And she's like, I'm not homeless. I'm houseless. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, yep. it was pretty. It was such a it was such a nice film. A beautiful film. I never thought I would be attracted to the desert. But I could see the attraction of the desert in this movie. Beautiful. Yeah. The West is so beautiful. Let me tell you, I watched an entire movie and I said to myself, I could do this. I could, I could be you living in a van with your 100%. like 300, like with like at least two dachshund. Yeah. And Michael. And Michael, obviously. I don't want to do that, do that drive by myself. That's where I, that's where I draw the line. Um, but absolutely. Buy a trailer. See like the United States. Yes. Thank you. I'm telling you, I know that like we we talked about it like a couple years ago and you were like, I know that you weren't really into watching them, but you should, you should revisit that couple on YouTube. They're really interesting and they do follow all of the, the guidelines and stuff for the places that they stay in. Um, but like, it is an interesting exploration of what it's like to live as a nomad and, and what it's like to convert your life into something like this. And of course, they're a little bit more, um, you know, they've had to make adjustments because their lives, you know, do require that they're, that they have Wi-Fi. So they have like, you know, one of those like giant extenders yeah. and stuff so that they can catch some, they can't be completely remote, but how they survive is really much, pretty much survivalist style. Um, it's really cool. They're a cool couple. And their trailer is really sweet. And it's this big. Just literally. Size of your hand. Like it's like it's like the size of like a shoebox. <laughs> and they have a dog in there too. It's ridiculous. I don't know how they do it. They figured it out, man. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think they even like trained themselves into this lifestyle. They had like been together for years and they had an apartment and then they would slowly downsize into smaller spaces for over the course of like five years so that they could learn to live in some in confined spaces before they bought their trailer they like built up to it for a long time it was it was it was very cool to like watch them oh man we haven't even touched on on like the bigger topic that we should talk about but but i feel bad bringing it up as if like oh yeah and like we can we can discuss next week because it will be heavier um and i'm sure there will be updates you know as, as the week goes on 
Um, I feel like since we've kind of brought it <laughs> up, uh, we're talking about the hate crimes against the Asian American community. And, you know, it's it's been a lot. Um, it's shameful. And to document where we're at right now, I think it's uh, they have apprehended the person and the police have not um, based on they're, they're basing off of the questioning of the person mm-hmm. that that it wasn't a hate crime, which is what is completely alarming and unreasonable. Yep. So that's where we are. Like if we're going to mark where we are, if we're going to bookmark where we are in this story, that's what's happened. Like if you're if you've been living under a rock, a guy, came, a guy had, in, in Atlanta uh, started stopping in like a bunch of Asian massage parlors and just shooting up the place and blaming it on his sex addiction. And before the police caught him, he was already making his way down to Florida where he was going to continue his spree. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and eight people, right? Eight people are now, women. eight women are dead. Um, and they refused, and the police are, are not addressing this as a hate crime, at least not publicly. They're not stating this as a hate crime yeah. because the man is still alive and they've been questioning him. Um, yeah, they're saying he had a bad day. Yeah. That this was I a mean, reaction to a bad day. What a bad, I wonder what would happen if I decided to have a bad day that was so bloody. You know, what would happen if you just had a real, if you woke up and you just had such a bad day and you decided to walk into, oh no. I'm trying to think of some like predominantly white male job. A gym. Yeah. Well, that's happened too. But like, yeah, what happens if you were to just go into like, I don't know, like a Merrill Lynch or something where there might be like a lot of men, maybe unfortunately more men than women. They're scapegoating it as not a hate crime because two of the women were white women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, you know, but okay. Sure. That's fine. That's fine. So the conversation's like all about like the sexualization of like the Asian community and and yeah. the fact that they've and been discriminated against forever been, as well. Yeah, but it's like in the past three months, there's been over... 3,500, or at this point, it's been 3,800 cases um, or instances of violence against the Asian community. And it's like, okay, so you're going to tell me that 1,200 and and change people have, have had to, like per month, have had to endure some kind of violence against them because we don't want to regard it as a problem. Okay, so mm-hmm. what, what's the number then? At what point does this community become important? And not to mention, we're still, we're still trying to um, uh, arrest and prosecute Breonna Taylor's murderers, George Floyd's murderers, you know, like, okay, so we're just gonna keep piling on the minorities that are being abused and murdered. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Yeah, it's really unfortunate and it deserves its own episode. So we'll probably talk more about that next week. Hopefully there will be some more updates uh, in in that regard. If you are going to, there will be some demonstrations, I believe this weekend, Mm -hmm. all across different parts of the world. I know definitely Atlanta. I'm sure there will be some down here. Mm -hmm. If you're going to participate, like we support you a million percent. 
if possible, maybe we can link some organizations if people aren't sure yeah. where they can like donate their time and learn a little bit more about this, um, about what's going on. Um, if you are gonna go out there and, and protest, like and like anything else, just be very cautious and careful. There's still a pandemic going around and there's, and um, but that's not to say like, don't go out there and, and, and speak your truth and fight for your community and fight for the communities of others. Um, yeah. We stand behind you and this is bullshit and white supremacy is very real and mm -hmm. vibrant and, uh, and we have to step in every single fucking time, like something like this happens. Mm -hmm. We have to step in, speak out, mm -hmm. do what we need to do. But like, and vote, and vote out the people. Yep. And vote out the people. Enough of this. Yeah. Call them out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I guess with this, we're gonna Man. we're gonna call on the uh, another episode. We all say goodbye. We all say goodbye. <laughs> Adios, muchacha. Well, y'all take care of each other. Wash your hands. Yeah, wear a mask. Wear a mask. And good luck getting an appointment. If you've been lucky enough to get a vaccine, um, however you got it, like, bravo. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, you know, but either way, remember to keep wearing your mask no matter what. And uh, and don't be, don't be like me. <laughs> <laughs> wear your mask in places that you think you are safe in uh no matter what and uh and whatever no matter regardless like take care of each other we're a community of people of human beings we're not a community of races and things and even though races exist but we are we are human beings we are the human race and uh, we need to support the livelihood of of the human race and yeah. that it goes beyond color and beyond you know all that stuff. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Uh -huh. How do I turn this off? Here we go. <laughs>